Good afternoon, it's 1 p.m. and it's time for This Week in Politics with your host, Dr. Ron Willis. On the show today at 1 p.m., calling in from Washington, D.C., partner at Smith, Dawson, Andrews, Craig Andrews. At 2 p.m., join us in the studio, tax representative at Unicom Tax Services, Jack Ding. And at 2.30 p.m., join us in the studio, Cinema Hospital Board member, Bill Borum. And now here's a host, Dr. Ron Willis. Thanks, Takeshi, and it's good to have Greg back. Oh, yeah, Uh, definitely. He and I have known each other for a long time, and uh, he is, is Craig, uh, Takeshi mentioned, has worked with and been a partner with Smith, Dawson, Andrews for a very, very long time. And uh, Smitty comes on one, one of the shows each month, and I think what I would like Greg to do is we'll put you in on another one of the <coughs> on Thursdays. There are four oh, of them, so great. We'll, sure. we'll work it out that you'll be in line maybe the, th- the third Thursday of each each month <coughs> okay. or whatever it is. Because sure, yep. You have, I'm sure we can work that out now. It would be great. I think we'll, we will work it out at, uh, beginning next week. Okay. So now from, from where you sit and what you're seeing there, uh, what was your take on the whatever there's no real name for it other than the show <laughs> with Michael Cohen with yeah, Michael Cohen. you know um you know and I think this is something that that Washington is going to be seeing more of you know there's sort of two parts of what's going on right now it's there's the real government you know get the appropriations bills done pass the authorization bills move legislation you know etc cetera, etc cetera. and then there there's the sort of the theater that's associated with the president and the administration and the investigations etc and so yesterday was absolutely i think riveting to to most people i i didn't see all of it but i certainly saw parts of it and i've you know, and I saw the various talk shows afterwards, and you know the the universal um, uh, observation I think is that Cohen laid out a number of of issues that he had with the president, and you know described certain actions that he has taken over the course of his life and how he operates and how he runs his business and how he treats his family and how he treats employees, et cetera, um, you know, in a very negative fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, the Republican response on that committee, which is a, you know, that's that's the committee, it's a committee of bomb throwers or mm-hmm. of, of people who make... Um, uh, bold statements in public, and I think you know their their problem was they really they couldn't really defend things that the that he had charged the president with, and and thus it was you know they were sort of left with this feeble attacks on uh, Cohen's uh, character, his veracity, etc. All of which he admitted beforehand. He had lied to Cong. He had lied to the Congress before. He had. Um, you know, done a number of of illegal activities that he regrets, and you know his charge was that if you stay in the same mode of protecting the president at all costs, you will find yourself in the same situation that I found myself in. You know, maybe not to that extent, but you're no one. No one comes out 
um, of this clean. I think was kind of the message that he sent, and it's you know it's time to stand up for the Constitution, for the rule of law, etc. Well, his his constantly saying, "Look, I'm going to jail." <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's just I mean, and they I mean, and they acknowledged members privately acknowledged that there really wasn't much that they could uh, could do to defend the president, and nobody seems to be willing, you know quite willing anymore to step forward with that they're willing to defend him in the in the sense of the charges being made by anybody are not credible and there hasn't been any collusion and you know yada 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 um but it's becoming a the the amount of facts or even statements that they can throw out becomes smaller and smaller yeah I mean, he just sat there. He knew he was being watched. He's just saying, yes, I've lied before. I've done a lot of things. I'm sorry I did it. I apologize to the country. I apologize to my family. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be with them very much, and I, when I leave here, they're going to put me in jail for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And this is part of my, you know, my road to redemption, if you will. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But the, what's been the reaction on the Hill among the uh, people that you know on both sides of the aisle, were they as were the Republicans as reactionary in, in, when you have a personal conversation as they were on TV? Oh no, no, and it's um, and it's you know uh, the uh, Mr. Meadows and. Uh, Mr. Jordan, you know, I mean, they view themselves as as his defenders, and that committee is made up of a lot of really strong defenders of the president, and mm-hmm. they will, you know, continue to try and do that. They, I mean, the, those two committees that are the other one is the Judiciary Committee, and mm-hmm. those, you know, folks are kind of in the in the same fashion. And it's, you know, they're two of the more partisan committees um, historically on the Hill, just mm-hmm. because you know the issues are. Oftentimes, you know where the, you know where the rubber meets the road between mm-hmm. conflicts of the Republicans and the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it was fascinating. Uh, I mean, it's. I remember sitting and watching what was going on at Watergate and and the whole thing that went on in the '60s and '70s, and it was unreal. You could, you, it's, it was impossible to. Stop watching. <laughs> yeah, sort of. I described it to someone. It's you know, it's a little bit like a car crash. It's yeah, it like is. you know, you know, you should <laughs> you should keep your eyes on the road and you know keep going forward. But it's pretty hard to ignore. Um, you know, this just um, you know continuous kind of chaos. I remember talking to a longtime editor of a, a number of papers in in D.C. last year at a press dinner and um he said you know he said you know the thing that people don't that's difficult to comprehend is that in normal circumstances an issue pops up you know it's got a week's life span it's got you know five days you know it's a period of time that goes on where people are digging into it he said there are half a dozen stories every day. Sometimes stories don't make it to the end of the news cycle, that's and they're right. already gone. That's right. You know, that's, that, because something new has popped up. And, 
you know, I think we saw the first time, for the first time, that the president's efforts to kind of distract us from what's going on by the summit, that didn't work either. And well, he was you know, hoping. Were, was he, he? He he seemed to come across saying, uh, you know, you did. They deliberately set that up so I wouldn't look as good as they with in the summit. Yeah, and his and his two um, the two sons constantly make those kind of charges. But it's like, hey, this was these hearings were scheduled. Michael Cohen, you know, gave a bunch of excuses why he couldn't possibly attend, and right. subsequently they told him you better show up, and he showed up. So That's right. It's like you know, Bill Clinton negotiated. Um, welfare reform in the midst of the impeachment trial it's you know you've got to be able to you know do more than walk and chew gum at the same time and you know thus far this administration hasn't seemed to be able to prove that they can uh, can do that so. yeah. and i think it's i mean and i think sort of as we look to what's going to happen the rest of the year is that these hearings in the Mueller report, etc., are going to always be the overlay of what else is going on. But in the meantime, you have to negotiate a debt ceiling increase at some point here in the very near future. You're going to have to um, negotiate a new uh, budget agreement or the... Um, appropriations committees are going to have to cut 120 billion dollars out of the budget uh, because of the uh, budget caps so you've got those you've got the you know the normal um, authorization and appropriations bills that have to be done and you know you're just your ongoing you know the course of government hearings etc and they're always going to be these distracting um, you know, we're going to be seeing this, you know, these distracting issues for a very long time, much like what happened in, you know, in 73 and 74, yep. the Watergate committee that, you know, those hearings were on every day. They were on television every day. Yep. Um, and eventually, you know, that just became the routine. But by the same token, the rest of the Congress was, you know, proceeding to do what it is, you know, that they, they were supposed to do. Yeah. And that's, he is not, he's not used to being uh one of three uh, you know the the uh, the, yeah, the separation of powers without the house having turned democratic i mean there would have never been this kind of hearing right. they would have never you know they would have never subpoenaed these witnesses they would never have you know provided an opportunity for people to ask questions and to you know, and to sort of get to the bottom of things. So that, I mean, that has, that has changed, um, that's changed the dynamic uh, significantly. And it's, you know, it probably puts a little more pressure on the Senate Majority Leader to what, you know, what he has to do. Um, well, he's you know, and as far as his job, I mean, as far as he's concerned, you know, my job is to, you know, jam as many uh, federal judges through the process as possible. Right. right. Now, the... You know, the, the other thing it seems to me is they're trying to figure out exactly what to do in the future, which means tomorrow, uh, and how to handle this. The, the Republicans are trying very hard on the in the Senate to just shut it down as much as possible. But it, when, it, when it comes to the next election, who do you see as a strong person at, in the Democratic side? In the, the presidential? Yep. 
Oh, I you know I think it's just far too early to tell. Um, Good. It's um, you know will will Sanders have some of the same magic that he had before? No. Nope. He's uh, you know it doesn't seem so, but he's. Um, had a, a fairly remarkable um, six million dollars. Uh, uh, no, he's now up, up over ten. He's ten? now, a, now yeah. a, up over ten, and um, and if the one thing he seems as though he seems to have maybe stopped some of um, uh, Senator Warren's momentum. Right. Um, at this point, I would say the you know the the candidates who seem. Um, uh, you know, in the, in the strongest position at this point are, are probably Harris and um, and Bernie. But you just you you just don't know. I mean, and until you get out there to, you know, it appears that you know Iowa and New Hampshire, uh, South Carolina and Nevada will you know will be very key. Um, and you know what happens you know with the moving up in California will that change the dynamic so much? But that Super Tuesday is going to be a lot. Of, there there are a lot of votes and. You know, beyond that, people will you'll have have to you'll have had to win someplace, or you'll have had to come in second in more than a couple places in order to to probably go go on after that point. Just because you know the the field just narrows to who can realistically um, get the nomination and who's got enough money to keep going, who's got any momentum, and who's got operations in you know the next upcoming states and. There's, there's just, you know, there's not enough people, there's not enough money to, you know, to do a, as broad a base campaign as, as, uh, well, as Hillary did the last time, and, and you know, and in, in some case, you know, Sanders, um, he developed a campaign along the way because, right. you know, they were able to, to build. But you're with two people, but, you know, in a in a race that's got 14 people. Well, the one you know, it's hard to break out. The one that seem everybody seems to talk about is is the one that wants to run for the third time uh, and didn't quite. Oh no, not her. Oh him. Oh, oh okay. I thought you were talking about it. Clinton. Clinton, yeah, not Clinton. <laughs> There's the, the other one who's who's decided he's going to. He hasn't actually said he's going to run, but he's considering it. He has to talk to his family several hundred times. Oh, Beto, yeah. No, 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 no. Beto is the. Um, CEO for Amazon who's yeah. threatening if Bernie is actually the the lead uh, Democrat he's going to run against him. Well, it's interesting because kind of all of us can't too. remember who the guy is. Oh, oh, Howard Schultz from uh, No, no, he was he's been number 1 in the because he has the most he, it's more of a name than anything else. Huh. Oh, Biden. Biden. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you know, and you know, and I think the vice president seems um, he seems to be inching closer and closer. He kind of yesterday there were a couple of uh, <laughs> indications that he was getting closer to do it. Ultimately, I think most of these people who are talking about running mm-hmm. will all get into the race. They don't really have any reason not to. That's right. There's nothing they can, else you know, to I mean, do on Thursday. At some point, if you know, before the first people trudge through the snow to the caucus <laughs> in um, in Iowa, you know, they may drop out. I mean, that happens. Um, but even, you know, if you go back to 2008, you know, there was a pretty, I think there were seven or eight candidates in the Democratic um, yep. primary. The last time there were, what, 17 yep. Republicans. It just, it winnows out. People, 
you know, people like what people have to say, but they look at it and say, I, you know, I just don't see what this person's path is to uh, to the nomination or to being uh, elected. So, well, the thing that bothers me with Biden, he's as old as I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, and you know, he, and he, he would be he, close he, to eighty by the time he is. Well, Bernie, if he gets in, he yeah, would Bernie, be the know, oldest president in history. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, he's going to have to do more than California and New York. I think he knows that. Though. Yeah. No, I think that's yeah. I, you know, and I I think that's that's right. And it you know, it's all sort of sorting out at this point. Um, you know, Biden Biden certainly has the right, seemingly <clears throat> the right message for Democrats this time along. But as you say, if you know, are people going to vote for somebody? as president in their late 70s. No. You know, but also, you know, by the same token, the president was the oldest guy ever elected. You know, it's the, you know, no one's going to turn him down because of age. That may just be a um, you know, that may be a, a fallacy that that age is that important. Uh we ju- we just don't we just don't know that. Um I mean, if you talk to the millennials, they would tell you they're not, you know, really keen on, you know, voting for a, for a Joe Biden or a, an Elizabeth Warren or, you know, right. you know, somebody who they view as well, the millennials, know, older, older than their grandparents, kind of a thing, you know. Well, who will the millennials come out and vote? That's the question. Yeah. Well, that's the question. I'm, but I mean, I think we saw, I think we saw some pretty solid evidence in um, in 2018 that mm. they did come out mm-hmm. um, finally they did finally come out and um, you know this will be a pretty you know this will be pretty critical but again we, we you know we just don't know um, you know at times you know elections they just you know these huge turnouts and then you know Chicago had an election on Tuesday and it had like 23 percent turnout lowest turnout for a you know mayoral election in you know, I don't know, sixty or seventy years, something like that. Good Lord, you in just kind of never know what you know. The mood is, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in about a minute. We'll continue to talk. You're listening to this week in politics on KSVY ninety-one point three FM, sponsored by Morris Painting and Decorating. Kareth A. Dwyer, Licensed Contractor. You may call 707-939-1602. DeWitt's Tire, Recycling and Auto Repair. Located at 19764 8th Street East. For more information, you can call 707-996-2015. Or you can visit their website at DeWitt'sTire.com. Thursday, the 29th of February, the last day of the shortest month of the year. This is KSVY, your voice of the valley, and thank you for listening. Our weather outlook today, well, it looks like we might have a little bit of sunshine today. A 20% chance of showers early this morning, mostly sunny this afternoon, 58 degrees the high. Clear skies tonight, the low dipping to 36, and mostly sunny on Friday. Yay, 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 the high near 59. But Friday night, a chance of rain, the low around 43. We now return to Dr. Ron Willis. And we are back with Greg Andrews. 
Well, we have that young lady who's over everywhere. AOC. AOC. <laughs> yeah. And saying a lot of things. Uh, she did pretty good, though, uh, with Cohen. She, you know what she, uh, you know, I, I, I think the, she was the consensus um, member of Congress who had uh, the most effective questioning, um, the least amount of grandstanding, and probably opened up a avenue of uh, further investigation better than anybody else did. I agree with that. Uh, it, it, she, she was in a context, at least as I see it. Yeah, no, well, she, she, I mean, she, 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 she works in a, she was like a lawyer. She, you know, she asked a series of questions that, right. you know, she may have known some of the answers to, but it was not, um, you know, she doesn't have to worry about, um, she doesn't have to worry about publicity. No, because she creates her own. She creates her own. She, I think there, there was a, um, a little blurb, uh, today, um, uh, that I read that she has now exceeded, um, uh, Speaker Pelosi in terms of um, Twitter followers, she has like three point some million. <laughs> She's like a, more than a million more than the Speaker does. She just exceeded her on Facebook by they both have like 600 and some thousand followers on Facebook and she has like 1.3 million or something on um, on Instagram. She, I mean, she, <laughs> Yeah. She puts something out, and it's generally almost always pretty accurate and pretty timely. Um, she just moves the dial. Um, uh, Senator Markey was uh, at a breakfast or something this week, um, said, um, Henry Waxman and I held hearings when the Democrats were in charge on climate change over the course of you know we've been we were working on it for eight or nine years mm -hmm. AOC with one tweet created more buzz and more progress on the issue of climate change than we did nine years of multiple hearings <laughs> expert witnesses etc is you know she occasionally says some things that are kind of crazy you know don't necessarily make sense might be slightly wrong but you know she's got her she's got her finger on the pulse, and the the other thing which <laughs> beginning to she she just drives the Republicans crazy, and oh, they yeah. keep trying to attack her, and all and it's just so lame, and they just look completely lame doing it. Well, they don't have anybody who can think as quick as quickly as she no. can think. and no. it always makes her look good whenever they try to throw her to the bus. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> they just kind of funny. She she seems almost untrollable. <laughs> <laughs> right. There was that one dance video they had of her dancing a little yeah. bit seductively or whatever uh, when yeah. she was a teenager, and then everybody loved it. Yeah, no. <laughs> they tried to use it against her. Yeah, yeah, they tried to hey, show it again. <laughs> yeah, they played it on Fox News and everything, and they're like, look at her, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And, you know, and three million people, you know, tweet that they liked it. It's just <laughs> What was she doing before she ran for the... The house. Did she... she was a bartender, apparently. <laughs> no. Yeah. Huh. Bartender. Hey, somebody asked her yesterday. They said, "What well, you know? She really, you know, she really performed like a you know well seasoned 
you know, trial lawyer, etc. And uh, she said, well, I always wanted to go to law school, but I couldn't afford it, so I'm learning on the job. I mean, it's just, she just... She just has this innate sense of you know what, <laughs> you know what to say and when to say it. Yes, she, she can't get a bad question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly. Right. It's like that's a good. Exactly right. yeah, nobody could. If you have a good bat, batter, nobody can throw them out. Yeah, they just yeah, know exactly how to judge the ball, <laughs> and it comes across no matter where it is, and they're going to oh. knock it out of the wall. Oh. Well, so that was the other sad news in Washington today. Bryce Harper's going to the Phillies. Oh. <laughs> well, that's going to be fun. 19 games they play this year, so uh, it'll be uh, that'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, other than that, uh, what else is going on in D.C.? Well, I think, you know, as we said, um, you know, there are a number of things that have got to get, sort of get uh, taken away, you know, taken care of here pretty soon. Um, the debt ceiling issue is is always a crisis. Um, it looks as though they may be able to sort of push it a little bit later into the year. Uh, initially, they thought it what might be as early as, you know, the end of March. Um, mm-hmm. Then the other issue is that they're going to have to negotiate a budget agreement or they have to take into account and sequester um, uh, the amount of money that's over the cap. So there does there were some reports in the this week that um, they're making some progress on it. Um, there'll probably be certainly be a lot of um, consternation of you know the Republicans will want to continue to White House will want to continue to uh, increase the defense spending, and the deal is, you know, you have to match it with a with domestic uh, increases. Um, not always one for one, but um, but close. So that'll be a, a, you know, and until they can get that kind of straightened out, uh, it's going to be hard to get the appropriations bills moving forward. Uh, they have in, the House uh, has indicated that they would really like to have them all done before the Fourth of July, which they talking about doing small bundles of bills um they want to get it done before that. the fourth of july well to get them out you know at least to get them out of committee yep. you know so that they could begin to move them i mean i mean otherwise i think you're going to have the same you know you're going to have the same shutdown threats uh at the end of this year if you know i'm sure the administration is going to request you know five plus billion dollars for walls barriers etc and you know they're not going to get that in the house and it's unclear whether they would even get it in the senate but you know so those would be where the fights are you know so until they can get some of that some of those issues really on the on the tracks and get them moving um because there is going to be a lot of distraction as you know as whenever the Mueller report does finally come out you know additional indictments additional hearings (laughs) um and you know go these on. guys, these these folks just don't seem to be able to um, be able to keep very many balls in the air at the White House. Well, you know he's he's a brilliant man. Mueller is. He knows how to do it. He never rushes it. He knows how to just deal with anything that comes along. He he listens very carefully, and then he just opens up the door and says, "I'm going to start with page one." <laughs> and I'm, then I'm going to go to page two. <laughs> Scares the hell out of people. Yeah, no, that's because true. they're all detailed. Yep. And he's he's looked deeply enough in what he's saying that he nobody can say. Well, that isn't right. 
they'll just say, "Well, that's amazing you said that." <laughs> I mean, the 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 you know the the amount of documents that they've acquired, and they've seen, <laughs> and looked at is just you know it's just exactly. staggering. It's just staggering. That's right. Stack the paper and yeah. let it get higher and higher. You know, they're like blocks. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's you know, and you just it's. It's evidence. <laughs> it's irrefutable evidence. That's it. He's not. He's not sloppy. He's not lazy. He's an intellectual who understands what he's supposed to do, and he just does it. He. he and he's got a lot of dedicated people working for him. <laughs> oh Lord, yes. Very talented men and women, who are carefully writing it down. You can't. It's just it's, it's just terrific. Let's take a short break. I got to answer the phone here. Okay. Okay. We'll be right back in just a second. Back with um, Craig Andrews. Usually it would have been, been Jerry, but she can't call where she is. <laughs> <laughs> she would enjoy that. I'd like to talk to you now, but they have me busy where I am. So, uh, yeah, I don't know who it was. They said, who are you? They <laughs> called in. I'm Lewis, you called me. I get one of those calls periodically for the mint. When a new coin comes out, there's like people, my number must be close. I always get these calls about, can they get those Can they get those new mint? coins? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll take six. <laughs> but it's, uh, it, it's fascinating. Uh, what I'd like to do, bef- how much time do we have? Well, um, Susan Gordon's supposed to call in, but she might miss it. Okay. Well, what we need to do is to get your contact information. Yeah, we just might want to keep going until yeah. she calls in. Yeah. Yeah. But before before yeah. right. Craig leaves, we need to get his co- sure. so we can set up the time and the, and the day. Yeah. <laughs> get this right. Other okay. than Other than the insanity, the weather's good here. It's been chilly. <laughs> you guys have had a lot of snow. Oh well, yeah, we're get, uh, we're gonna get a little tonight. Uh, oh, oh. Like maybe uh, two or three inches uh, tonight and tomorrow. So uh, you know, starts late tonight and be for the commute, and it'll be a mess. And then uh, we're just kind of it's just it's been a lot of gray weather. Occasionally we get some decent, a lot of rain, um, and and it just it just hadn't you know a couple days it got up in the, maybe in the sixties, but it you know it's just a kind of typical Washington you know year. <laughs> <laughs> enough snow to be annoying, enough rain to, you know, be depressing, <laughs> gray enough that it's just, you know. <laughs> well, we, we have four real uh, weather times, you know. It, 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 when it's in the win- winter time, it really is winter. It's when it's in the sunshine and it's in the spring and then you hit the summertime and it gets hot and then there's the fall, is the fall. 
<laughs> the fire season. <laughs> That's exactly the fire season. Man, that was terrible. Boy, you just it's un it's unreal. Unreal. Yeah, we a bunch and of us. And then the brass and then the and then the rains come and then you get the floods and the mudslides. Oh yeah. Oh, it's just it was scary. We yeah. a bunch of us drove down to one of the areas that you could see the mountain where the where the where all the fire was. And we're sitting out there watching it. And uh, and now it, it, it's you know about thirty people st- stepped out of the cars, and we t- we're all saying, "Look, if it stays on that mountain, we're okay. If they're not, we're dead." <laughs> so we stepped, and then we drove home, and ended up trying to. They they said you have to leave your home, you have to get out of your home. So we went over and stayed it in another place. And finally, I just said, and then we st- went and stayed with my son. And after two days, I said, we're, g- we're going to go home, and we'll just have to leave with what, live with what's happening. And we did. We didn't have any lights, didn't have yeah. any gas or anything, but we just toughed it out. It, yeah. it, was, it was unreal. Yeah. And then about uh, a week ago, we had an earthquake <laughs> at one fifteen in the Oh, that was nothing. No. <laughs> Takeshi has lived here. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't like that. Old people uh, don't like I things that rattle the, <laughs> rattle the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I think it was the 80 <laughs> or 89. Like surfing on your floor. That's exactly <laughs> right. I thought, what the hell's going on? You know, I, I, I was laying in bed, and all of a sudden, the place began to rattle. I thought, holy God, what is going on? <laughs> the big one. The big one. Yeah, 3.3. <laughs> and I thought, man, I don't need this. I, I You know. <laughs> I have nobody to talk with. I'm not. I can't scream loud enough for anybody to hear me. Effing unreal when stuff like that happens. But other than that, <laughs> life is in a good shape. Yeah, America. It's a great country. America, Amer- <laughs> America. But I think. I think you guys are doing well. What having taken over the 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 house, and Nancy's unreal. Yeah, she's done. She's just done a a, a fabulous job. She, well, you know, she just she's a steady hand. She, you know, she she doesn't chase the windmills. Nope. Um, you know, she keeps everybody in line. Yep. Um, she gives everybody. You know, everybody's got an opportunity to be heard, etc. And you know, when people are you know, there's a lot of people who have never been involved in these kinds of things. They got, you know, they got uh, active because they were outraged. Something happened to them, to some member of their family. Um, and, um, you know, it's not like they've all gone through the state legislative training program and, you know, served as a state rep and then a state senator and then a congressional seat opened up and they ran for Congress. So they you know, these people have come from all walks of life. As we said, AOC came from, you know, being a bartender. And, <laughs> and you know, she she beat Joe Crowley by 2,500 votes or something in yeah. a 12%, you know, turnout election. And, you know, the rest is history. It just, <laughs> you know, people see opportunities and they take them. You know, yep. sometimes the opportunities are good, sometimes they're not. Um, and... Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of former Republican members in California, they listen to Mr. McCarthy and they, 
got themselves, um, you know, they, they they followed what the playbook was, and the playbook was the wrong playbook for in 2018. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, the, the state is interesting still. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's wealthy. It's doing very well. Uh, you know, the, all of it's going along nicely. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if the, our new governor is going to be as good as the last governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, whose father was the, the, the governor and then... A great governor as well. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, no, I mean, Jerry Bryan had a... I mean, you know, this... He, well, when he, you know, he had his hand on the tiller for a long time, and yep. he was, uh, you know, he'd seen it all, and it, he'd heard it all, and he was, you know, he had a vision, and he was willing to um, uh, commit the uh, resources and the time and the energy uh, to make it work, and, you know, and it did, and it and it has, and, and it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to argue with California's success, Um you know, you, you you read a lot of stories. People are leaving. People are doing this and that. But you know, the this, the state continues to grow and yeah, nearly you know, forty million. Continues to be one of the ro- you know the most robust economies in the world. And <laughs> yeah, against six. What? Yeah, it's number six in the world. In yeah, in fifth what? or sixth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unreal, and it's uh, you know, there were some complaints. Well. You know, they're spending money on roads. <laughs> you want to drive on good roads. You don't want to drive on yep. bad roads. And they're they're doing things now. They want to do this new uh, r- railway, which is going to be a good thing, although they should have expanded it uh, longer than, a, you know, 1,000 or 100 miles. But they're, they're, they're experimenting. And this right, and, yeah, and it's, you know, and it's one of those situations where, you know the initial cost estimates are always lowballed, and as costs increase, and you run into obstacles and that that have to be addressed, it you know it just continues to raise the cost. I mean, if you look at any any major infrastructure project anywhere in the country, it you know it's what the initial estimate estimate is, and what the final cost is is always you know you can almost always almost always double it. How are things going with the governor of, of Virginia, who's run into several problems? Uh, just, you know, it's kind of, he seems to have weathered his storm. There was an issue yesterday, his his, his wife, wife, there were some school kids in, and yeah. they, they ran out cotton, and talked about slavery. It just, <laughs> I don't know, it just seemed like, oh, that was, can't quite, Jesus, <laughs> how can you come up and be that dumb? These kids... Black yeah, kids so, saying you know, he, um, you know, I, I think that's the, you know, it's the whole sort of, you know, it's kind of similar to Cohen of, you know, which is that, you know, if you, if you make a mistake, you apologize for it. You've led a otherwise exemplary life. Um, you know, you can't. It, it, it sort of can't be one strike and out. Um, it, it was, it was horrible. It was unconscionable, but. You know, I don't think you can, you know, examine the guy's life as to something that he did, you know, in in 1980 or whenever, whenever it was. But um, but by the same token, you know, we haven't walked in we haven't walked in their shoes either. So we, you know, you, it's 
you know, people feel differently about <laughs> about issues like this, and you know, race is a you know, race is always a controversial. Oh yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, matter to you know for us to address. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's set up the time. Uh, take a break. Yeah, let's take a break, and uh, sure. we'll be right back. Okay. You're listening to This Week in Politics on KSVY 91.3 FM. Sponsored by Morris Painting and Decorating. Kareth A. Dwyer, Licensed Contractor. You may call 707-939-1602. DeWitt's Tire, Recycling and Auto Repair. Located at 19764 8th Street East. For more information, you can call 707-996-2015. Or you can visit their website at DeWitt'sTire.com. Programming for KSVY is brought to you in part by the Tina Schoen Group, located at Sotheby's International Realty, Body Best Collision Center, and Sonoma Hills Retirement Community. This health moment is brought to you in part by Sonoma Valley Hospital. Gratitude can be good for your health. Research shows that those people who practice being grateful consistently report a host of benefits. They are found to have stronger immune systems and lower blood pressure, more positive emotions, greater optimism and contentment, and they feel less lonely and isolated. So remember to express gratitude to others. It'll make a difference to them and have a positive impact on your own health and well-being. We now return to Dr. Ron Willis. You're listening to This Week in Politics on KSVY 91.3 FM. Sponsored by Morris Painting and Decorating. Kareth A. Dwyer, Licensed Contractor. You may call 707-939-1602. DeWitt's Tire, Recycling and Auto Repair, located at 19764 8th Street East. For more information, you can call 707-996-2015, or you can visit their website at DeWitt'sTire.com.
on KSVY 91.3 FM. Programming for KSVY is brought to you in part by Body Best Collision Center, which provides auto body repair, painting, and detailing, is located at 1964 8th Street East in Sonoma. For more information, you may call 707-996-2470. The Tina Schoen Group, located at Sotheby's International Realty on the beautiful Sonoma Plaza. Tina and her team of professionals can bring local knowledge and international connections to the business of finding the right property for you and exposing your property to the right buyers. For more information regarding wine country real estate, you can call Tina at 707-933-1515 or visit her website at tinashone.com. And... Sonoma Hills Retirement Community, located at 405 West MacArthur Street. They are committed to offering you a gracious lifestyle, security, and peace of mind in a very caring and loving environment. For more information, you can call 707-939-7856, or you can visit their website at sonomaretirement.com. KSVY Sonoma. Get ready to enjoy your Golden State Warriors chopping down on the Detroit Pistons with a special needs family appreciation night, Sunday, March 24th, 5.30 at the Oracle Arena. Gather your family and friends and join your back-to-back NBA champions as they take on the Pistons. Each ticket will include a Warriors special event giveaway. Limited group experiences are available along with a limited number of tickets. For more information, contact Jackson Drolette at 510-986-5392 or ID. Drolette at warriors.com. That's Sunday, March 24th, special needs family appreciation night. Hey kids, listen up. It's the Trash and Fashion Show design class for kids and teens. Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. going on now through March 16th. This class is for young designers ages 9 through 17 who want to participate in the April 6th Trash and Runway Show but don't know where to start. Students will receive 12 hours studio time to prep for the show. Students are also asked to bring in materials that speak to them. Materials that have been previously used, rescued from the trash, recycling bin, or purchased at a thrift store. Space is limited, so enroll now at SonomaCommunityCenter.org or call 707-938-4626, extension 1. KSVY Sonoma. The following show is brought to you in part by Unicom Tax Services, located at 755 Broadway. They offer complete tax services for both business and individuals. It includes tax representation, IRS, back tax issues, and much more. For more information, you can call 707-343-1898 or you can visit their website at unicomtax.com. Morris Painting and Decorating. Kareth A. Dwyer, Licensed Contractor. Interior, exterior, residential, and commercial painting serving the North Bay. For more information, you may call 707-939-1602. DeWitt's Tire, Recycling and Auto Repair. Located at 19764 8th Street East. They recycle, repair, and sell new tires for most types of vehicles and landscaping equipment. They also offer auto repair services. For more information, you can call 707-996-2015 or you can visit their website at DeWittsTire.com. And we are here with We now Jack. return to oh. Dr. Ron Willis. And we are here with Jack Ding uh, from Unicon Tax Services. How you doing? Good. How's the tax service going? Oh, it's going, yeah. yeah it's, it should be very tax busy. Tax season right? is in full swing. 
Yes. You know, right now it's really the time. And a lot of complaints from my clients mm-hmm. because this is in the first tax season we are using new tax law. People are confusing and the most thing is they needed to pay the taxes, additional taxes. Okay. So the, 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 what's going on? The ta- and we just passed a new law that is in the save the tax money, but instead, why we need to pay more? So, w- at what uh, income do you actually get a tax break? And they usually turn it down. A little. Yeah. Yes. Usually, you know, our another tax system is so called progressive. Yeah. Right. For at the at the beginning, the ten th- below the ten thousand yeah. dollars, you pay the zero tax <coughs> on that. Gradually, your income become the twenty thousand. Oh. Oh, all right, you got in the twenty thousand or thirty thousand. The tax bracket mm-hmm. will be you know, getting the bigger and the bigger, starting mm-hmm. from the zero percent to the twelve percent to fifteen percent, twenty two percent and twenty eight percent. Highest right now is thirty seven percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the gradually. So the why the these days many the people complain. I want to the, and explain a little bit. It's something the misunderstanding. The reason is that the tax law was passed in rush, in uh, on the December twenty second two thousand thirteen. Oh, sorry, sorry, uh, two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. And then. In a lot of the tax codes, and not very clear. So the, and then the RS the issue, not an accurate mm-hmm. with the holding chart to each the employer. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning of the year of the two thousand eight, because everybody expected, oh, we are and the paying the less taxes. So the, how you can get a benefit? Look, you're on the pay your pay stubs. Each in the each month you got in the each every in the two weeks you got in the paychecks. Oh right. yes, you get them. If the, you can, you know, that go back review your pay stubs. Did you not feel, and each in the months and the paycheck getting the more? If they're getting the more, maybe that isn't not accurate. So right now it's the time when we need to find a tax return, reconcile everything. Oh. You needed to pay more, so that is. The, I want to clarify. It's not in the purely new tax laws in the fault. Although I know new tax law helping very little for the regular taxpayers. What I mean is a regular for middle the class, middle class, per middle se. class person. Okay. It's very very little. Averagely, maybe in the save seven hundred or eight hundred around the one thousand dollars. Okay. Mm-hmm. So but what is the um, middle class uh, income at this moment? To- that isn't a good uh, you know the it's not in a very, very you know, accurate definition for the middle class from yeah. the from the perspective of the tax wise, usually around the, the fifty thousand mm-hmm. to one hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. This is the period and the you know this is the you know range tax range right. we so call. And the, also the V's and the range of the taxpayer, they are the major contributor to the owner tax systems. Yeah. I learned something mm-hmm. uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't drive anymore because I have macular degeneration. Okay. So I have two cars. Mm-hmm. I gave one to my daughter, mm-hmm. the other to my son. Mm-hmm. 
and I get to write those off as gifts. Mm-hmm. And for one car, mm-hmm. I can deduct nine thousand. Mm. For another one, seven thousand mm. on my income tax this year. Mm. Uh, I'm afraid not. Okay. The reason is that is your narrative, your yes. children, right? Yes. Uh, usually not. That is a personal relationship, right? And also, just like I want to treat it as a gift, right? It is. If and your daughter and your son mm-hmm. is the business structure, business entity, for example, the nonprofit organization, right? For example, they want to then help the people, just right. like in a fish, right? You know, here and then help the people, have the elderly people. Okay. They have the tax ID, right? Tax EIN number, also this EIN number was approved by the IRS. Well, both have businesses. I mean, yeah, business uh, that is it depends on if they are a nonprofit organization, five hundred one C three. Yep, that is a tax deductible. Okay, otherwise it's not. Okay, yeah. So, uh, by the way, if anybody wants to call mm-hmm. and ask Jack Ding some questions, oh sure, um, mm-hmm. you could call in at nine three three nine one three three. Yeah, I'm talking to him right now. Yeah. yeah. That is a good question. Yeah. Yeah. So that you can you cannot make a deduction. If you if you want to make any deduction for the charitable donations, uh-huh. usually gift receiving the party should right. issue acknowledgement letter for you. They have to say thank you very much. Yeah, thank you for much. Yeah, you But not in the family. They can't do that with family the family cannot. Okay. Yeah. Just family and the people Well that took care of that. Yeah. <laughs> you see, Ron, you should have given the cars to me. Uh, yeah, that is a gift. <laughs> of that course. is a gift. Uh, of course I will, my son. Of course I will. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have to live with that with the kids telling me you did what? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's right. Could you let me and develop this topic a little bit more. Sure, please. Because you already mentioned that is nine thousand dollars. You are freely to, you know, given to them. No any yeah. problem. Yeah. If you give them a big amount, for mm-hmm. example, give them the the very uh, luxury or antique car, mm-hmm. and more than fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars, that will be in the, you know, related with your. Gift to taxes, because in fifteen thousand dollars, that is the annual exemption than the value. You don't need it to report. But if you give anybody more than the fifteen thousand dollars, you may be required to file gift to tax return. <laughs> Good yeah, <Lord. laughs> yeah. So, so, so that is the. But you mentioned that the nine thousand, nine thousand, absolutely, it's fine. No any in the problem. No any of the tax consequences. Can, yeah, but it, yeah, I can give it to him, but it, I can't write it off. Uh, you, uh, you cannot write off. Yeah. But uh, unless if you donate it to the nonprofit organization. Yeah. No. Like here is the. I have one of my own. I used to have one of my own. Oh, okay. I, yeah. No, no any in the tax consequence. Yeah. It will treat it some personal gift. You are, you are willing. This to, is just yeah. You know, yeah, offer. I, yeah. Well, just I, an example. I don't. Yeah. yeah. First, what what it saved me is paying the tax the uh, the cost of, of yeah. insuring these cars. Yes, one's a Jaguar. Yeah, uh huh, and uh, another a Honda. And uh, go ahead. Another, ju- I have another. Uh, you know, remind you. Maybe you can get an, uh, and save the tax money. And if you treat that in a gifted car to your kid, 
Hmm. As you're on the collection, for example, in the 10 years ago, you purchased an antique car. Mm-hmm. And then at that time, and the, you paid $20,000. But right now, the, the price for this antique car mm. is going down. Yeah, you know, the, because the market price, yeah. you know, but right now the yeah. people don't yeah. like this kind of. That's a two thousand. Is a two thousand. Yes, right now two thousand. Yes, two thousand four Jaguar. Yes, if it's just only a two thousand initially, you purchase ten thousand dollars. Yeah. So you got on a loss of the eight thousand dollars. Yeah. That could be reported on the tax return. Yeah. Well, and as your loss, because this is a loss, could be offset with your another income. Yeah. For example, your retirement, your yeah, annuity, yep. or investment. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you shouldn't treat this kind of transaction as kind of the you know investment action, mm-hmm. your investment mm-hmm. you know, activity. And then you can take advantage of capital loss and report the RS, this is my loss because at the beginning, you know, I purchased the ten thousand dollars with the expectation of the price in the future will be increased. But yeah. however, right now it dropped. Yeah. So right now it's, it's not old it. enough it's not old enough to yes. be considered. I would, yes. If somebody buys it in another ten or fifteen years it'll uh-huh. be an antique. But yes. Yeah, that is right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little bit complicated. If we read Very. The, Yeah. <laughs> if we read in the tax law on an example and then uh, let us fully understand. Yeah. Let us fully understand. You know, knowledge is a power. And also, tax code actually is not you know, very complicated. It's not a rocket science. You know, everybody can read and also understand. Yeah, I know what I know, but I know what I don't know. And when it comes to Oh, that ta- is right. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. when it comes to taxes. Yes, that is right. You know, know, for I, me, I go to a professional. I, I just yeah, right. stack. Mm-hmm. I, he says, well, what'd you, what'd you do here? Okay, and then I tell him, what'd yes. you do? okay, you shouldn't do that. Okay, mm-hmm. next year you need to do this. That's, that's what I want. Exactly. If you hire a professional, they want to take care. Yeah, that's you know, Just like the dentist on the next the door, the right. doctor and the Myers. That's right. You know, that's wonderful. Yeah, he, it's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. So that's, can I ask you, um, for a business, mm-hmm. if they go out of business, do they still have to send their employees their 1099 or whatever back? Uh, yes. If the business is closed, yeah. And if you were working as an employee or independent contractor, yeah. And your employer or the business partner shouldn't issue your income and okay. the forms. 1099 or W2, whatever. I'm still waiting on uh, mine. So. And also, usually, they cannot say, oh, just, you know, close out or no, no, this business entity available. No. And uh, sometimes we can uh, trace up who is responsible person for this uh, corporation. Yeah. If they owe you something, you definitely you can uh, trace up. And not only for the your employment engagement and also that is tax wise, they should be compliant within the filing. Otherwise, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Follow up if you have this kind of issue or your friend have this kind of issue. Yeah. You shouldn't uh, follow up because this is your right. If you work over there, you shouldn't uh, got to pay 
and also you should have got proper documents mm-hmm. to prove you were working over there. Yeah, sometimes right. Right. you will get some of the you know tax benefits. For example, if you have some of the you know twenty thousand or thirty thousand dollars W two in the income, yeah. and then. Maybe you are qualified. You have the kids, mm-hmm. and maybe you qualify to get an earned income credit. So that is the. What what mm-hmm. is is there? My my wife passed away. Mm-hmm. I know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, is any cost deducted? Uh the yeah, it's the funeral mm-hmm. and the medical the. It's the sum that are part of these kind of expenses. Mm-hmm. You can make the deduction Good. under the her trust. Okay. It's not under your, your t- the final tax return. Okay. Yeah. Depends on. Okay. And the, yeah, if you have this kind of the questions, I can discuss with you yeah. in the detail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the, yeah, usually, uh, it's, yeah, they have some of the regulations. Right. Yeah, it's easy to understand to follow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Mm-hmm. So the president said that they changed, that they reduced the, the income taxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, did the average American see any reduction in their in their taxes? My understanding, I was saying yes. Oh. That is true. You know, overall, because you know, each year they, you know, 10 years, mm-hmm. they invest... One trillion dollars, right? You know, the, the reduce the tax. Yes, I want to say yes. However, I always say that who is biggest beneficiary? Bigger company, wealthy people. Mm-hmm. I always say that under well, this new tax law, yeah. on the average taxpayer, right? Yes, got a benefit, just like in a popcorn shrimp. Uh-huh. But a big company, bigger player, right? Wealthy family, wealthy in the right. population, the garden, huge lobster, right, in the two hands, right. That is a difference. Yeah. Now, but is is the way that they are determining this is mm-hmm. it fair on everyone, or is there a special gift? Or yeah, actually, you know, the to be in a to be in an affair. Mm-hmm. For everybody, it's impossible. Okay. But uh, generally speaking, this is a new tax law, according mm-hmm. to minor experience, right. according to minor, you know, clients, you know, tax situation. Mm-hmm. And the middle class, mm-hmm. especially with a house, mm-hmm. and the wage, both couple that are working very hard, so working mm-hmm. within a decent uh, company, mm-hmm. and uh each one that got $100,000 mm-hmm. and a wage, but right now it's very common. Mm-hmm. And a couple got in a working hard, got a $200,000. They have that house mm-hmm. and they, they just bought that house, mm-hmm. maybe in the you know, 800000 or one million. Yeah. They paid a bunch of the property tax. Plus, they pay a lot of the state income tax. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> Under the new tax law, that, this kind of the deduction. The term, with the, however, right. yeah. is a big word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. however. <laughs> <laughs> right now, the new tax law mm-hmm. give you a cap, $10,000. That is a, a cap. So now, whatever you paid in the more 
income state income tax mm. or property tax or DMV tax put together, mm. if the more than the ten thousand dollars, but uh, usually in the Bay Area, not much more. Yeah, people are paying the thirty thousand and the forty thousand, but the only the benefits for them just only the ten thousand. This huh. is a limitation. So in the, this time, a lot of the client complain just for this point. Okay, we need to take a quick break. Oh, sure. But we'll be right back with you. All right. All right. You're listening to This Week in Politics on KSVY 91.3 FM. Sponsored by Morris Painting and Decorating. Kareth A. Dwyer, Licensed Contractor. You may call 707-939-1602. DeWitt's Tire, Recycling and Auto Repair. Located at 19764 8th Street East. For more information, you can call 707-996-2015. Or you can visit their website at DeWitt'sTire.com. Thursday, the 29th of February, the last day of the shortest month of the year. This is KSVY, your voice of the valley, and thank you for listening. Our weather outlook today, well, it looks like we might have a little bit of sunshine today. A 20% chance of showers early this morning, mostly sunny this afternoon, 58 degrees the high. Clear skies tonight, the low dipping to 36, and mostly sunny on Friday. Yay, 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 the high near 59. But Friday night, a chance of rain, the low around 43. We now return to Dr. Ron Willis. And we are back with Jack Ding uh, talking all things tax, <laughs> which is all very fascinating yeah, right now. Fascinating. <laughs> you know, as a yeah. senior, <laughs> you know, these things are very important. It's you pretty know, scary. That, that is a serious. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a... It's a money matter. Well, you know, for, it's the for seniors in general, they and have a fixed in- income. That is right. Yeah. Um, right. Well, invested. We. we it's. It's yeah. only fixed in, in in part, like Social Security. But we've invested well. Well, that you have, right. but yeah. Yeah. other seniors. <laughs> is what God I mean. bless them. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We just. Yeah. We're, yes. we're, we're very careful, especially uh-huh. Jerry, my yeah. wife, mm-hmm. and not spending things and not trying to buy a new nothing. I mean. Ah. It's just we have so many things. There's there's no reason to buy anything else. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just it was just ridiculous. Yeah. So I got yeah, I got rid of a lot of stuff uh-huh. that we didn't need. My son and I yeah. cleaned it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm careful. Uh, I see. I have somebody who takes care. of mm-hmm. My son takes mm-hmm. care of paying the bills. I see. And the tax people that I work with, I worked with for 20 years now. That's good. Yeah, uh, that's good. Yeah, so, definitely. He went uh, take care of this. Yeah, yeah. If you, if your estate is not very big, and I don't think, you know, will bother you too much. And usually, in California, we are in a community and yeah. uh, you know, property in the state. Right. And also, regular. Usually, if the spouse passed away, yeah. another surviving spouse is yeah. automatically, you know, to take over. Yep. But you need a thinking. You know how to uh, pass over That's to right. your to your kids. That's right. Yeah, that is the very well, important. Yeah. yeah, we've we've set it out. The same people who handle my mm-hmm. my taxes are handling the the yeah. what we do and mm-hmm. what what we've put in there. And I mean, between my wife and I, she had two children. I had two yes. children. Uh so we've already laid it out. Who who gets what? That is right. Uh, yeah. 
in the will, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, they're yeah. finalizing it. It takes a while to do some of this stuff, yep. uh, taking care of it. That is right. Uh, yeah, see if any are growing under the trust or... Oh, the, oh yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, you should take care. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's... Uh, I'm glad I don't. I don't want to know things. I, I don't want to know how to do it. I want to hire somebody who knows how but, to do it. Yeah, if you <laughs> if you give them a capable hands, just right. like you mentioned, CPAs on and then a trust attorneys. That is that isn't a good choice. And actually, it's not very difficult. To understand? For example, just like your case, never and ever sell any. Properties, your house, your your main house, or your a rental property yeah. to your a kids, or a to somebody else put on the market, because if you have this kind of transaction sales, and you need a report, yep. capital gain, capital gain you have then the selling price that is the yeah. proceeds. They when the look at what's original your cost basis. Maybe you purchased it 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Very low mm-hmm. the cost basis. The difference between the sales price and the cost basis, you should pay tax on that. Yeah. And if you make a very good estate planning, you know, put on the trust and also sell to them, or actually it's not a sell to them, transfer property to them hmm. after you in the past passed away yeah. and then they can use the current and the fair market value as they cost this is a so-called technical word so-called step up cost basis will step up okay until the day of your owner passing away okay yeah so that is the very the basic you know no, I, I believe that most of people understand and also and uh We'll, well carry that out in the day-to-day life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's you know I, I I don't mind not knowing things, uh, I, and I don't want to learn it. I mean, I, I'm interested in reading things. Yeah, but I don't want to learn anything else. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. spent years. Yeah, a student of philosophy. Yeah, a doctorate in in. What's your major in the doctorate degree? Philosophy or the politics or. Well, both. Oh, but both. In, in, in philosophy, but in, in my doctorate, it was uh, human de- development. Oh, wow. Oh. So, it, and it's uh, from George Washington University. Wow, that is the... Yeah, it's very, very... Good. very and it's, there was only a few of us would take on, take on a this serious kind of thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, the dissertation was about mm-hmm. 350 pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But it... it, it and I like that. Yeah. But the the older I get, mm. the less I'm interested in in learning something else. I, I mm. like what I already know. Yeah. You always want to learn yeah. something I, new. I was driven to do this from mm. the time I was about sixteen. I decided I'm going to do everything to get a doctorate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an ordained minister. Mm-hmm. Wow. I traveled all over the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry and I traveled to Europe. We mm. went to uh, Laos, uh, Vietnam, wow. and uh, spent time when we were living in 
Washington, D.C., traveling all over Europe. We mm-hmm. love that. Mm-hmm. So we, we, mm-hmm. we were responsible with our money, but we spent it on what we wanted to do. We didn't have that's to great. do it. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, when we lived together, we, we only did what we wanted to do. We didn't accept going to the doctor where you have to do. Yeah. Uh, we, di- we didn't have to do anything. You know, we, we were comfortable. I see. But it's, it's, it, which is, we weren't driven to make lots of money, both of us. <laughs> she was a school teacher, and I was, I was just, we were fortunate to be smart enough to know when to invest and to not try to do it ourselves and get to something. That is right, yeah. And, and don't play with it. Yeah. It is a little bit in the struggling and the frustrated if you in the, Involved day to day, how to earn the money and oh, then have the financial went, pressure. That is totally. Yeah. No, I, I was. I, I thought yeah. I want. Uh, yeah. By the time I'm sixty, I don't want to have to worry about anything. And yes. That's, that's, yeah. That's the way it was. And then at that time, life starts at a sixty. Oh and then yeah. Then you can kind of thinking. That's exactly. Clearly. That's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. I said I don't want to do this anymore. That is right. Yeah. And I, you know, when I when I decided I. I didn't want to travel. I was traveling another other week from mm-hmm. one week to uh, to D.C., another week to Chicago. I just decided at one point, yeah. I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I quit. <laughs> but <laughs> you're not quit. You're still working. That's ex- I am. You yeah. hosted this important program uh, this, many, many years. That's right. Yeah. And Even produce- right now, my friend is still remember you. That's Sometimes right. make a phone call to me. As a doc- How about a doctor and a Don Willis? I say, he is fine. <laughs> I want to invite him come back, yeah. and you can go interview oh. with him. Oh, please bring him in the yes. next time. And yeah, next. I mean, uh, when he, but right now he has already moved to Arizona, but sometime he will be here. Oh, he can call in from yeah. Arizona. Yeah. Yes, isn't he? Yeah, he can do that. Just yeah, have him call yeah. in. Lofton, um, Mr. Lofton. Oh, Lofton. Yeah, yeah. He used to yeah. be a Republican. And the candidate sure. challenger yeah, yeah. with uh, Michael uh, oh, the, uh, Thompson. Sure. Yeah. Thompson, yeah. Thompson, right. uh, yeah. Yeah, I know him. I yeah. Know, when yeah. he ran. Yeah, yeah, yeah Randy. Colin. Yeah, Randy Lofton. Yeah, it's we my, had him my on friend. The show. Yeah, on the show. Yeah. You interview with uh, Bob Edwards yes. and also Lofton, yes. Mr. Lofton. Yeah. He's my friend. Okay. Yeah, Let's work that out. Yeah. I want to send him the email, see yeah. if uh, he is available. Oh, yeah, He's please such do. An, I like him. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, actually, yeah, two years ago, he lost an, his an, an, a lovely wife. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah. So it's an, I remember the first time I talked to him, I said, I'd like yeah. to have you on the show. He said, good, because nobody has asked me to be on anything. And I'm yeah. running against him. I said, well, I, good. Yeah. yeah I put some of you guys together. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. always good to have, like, because another view from the right. Oh, yes. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. You have to have it. He's That's very it. reasonable. He has a tons of the good idea for the, the tax system. Right. The most important f- and the thing is from the him is so-called fear tax system. That means don't worry about the income taxes. We just sort of focus on exemption tax. If you buy something and tax you, if you don't buy something, you don't, not, you don't need a tax. But of course, give you a very basic lifestyle. Right. For example, food or the and the well, apartment. Not, in some course. countries. Mm-hmm. There is a tax on everything, mm-hmm. but you don't pay income tax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. our time is up. Oh, oh time is up? Yeah. yeah. That time is a fright. Uh, we'll <laughs> have you on next month. Yeah, uh, next surely. Month. 
Always yeah, a pleasure. Time. Thank yeah. you Always for being a with pleasure. us. Thank you. Thank you. Have a Thank good you. day. We'll take a break and be back with you just uh, We'll be back minute. with Bill Borum. <laughs> You're listening to This Week in Politics on KSVY 91.3 FM. Sponsored by Morris Painting and Decorating. Kareth A. Dwyer, Licensed Contractor. You may call 707-939-1602. DeWitt's Tire, Recycling and Auto Repair. Located at 19764 8th Street East. For more information, you can call 707-996-2015. Or you can visit their website at DeWitt'sTire.com. Programming for KSVY is brought to you in part by the Tina Schoen Group, located at Sotheby's International Realty, Body Best Collision Center, and Sonoma Hills Retirement Community. This health moment is brought to you in part by Sonoma Valley Hospital. It's not uncommon to develop aches and pains as we age. When the pain isn't acute, we often choose to live with it, which is not always the best idea. Most will go away naturally after a period of time, but some pains can become chronic if untreated. If you are experiencing persistent aches or pains, it's a good idea to have them checked by your physician. We now return to Dr. Ron Willis. Treasurer Bill Borum, or did your title change? I, I'm just the uh, secretary. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Which, of course, in many organizations is the most is important. A, a very important position and hard to fill usually. Uh, well, you so have it, to take all the notes and you have to manage all the stuff that goes on. Well, we've yeah. got help to do that. I sign documents occasionally, <laughs> so that's about it. But anyway, so that's uh, it's it's a slot. Uh, anyway, so that's good. Well, thanks very much for having me on. How is your hospital doing? Well, we're um, doing about what we've been doing before, which has not been good. I have to be quite honest. 
Well, there are two ways to look at it. One is the quality. The quality is there. Yes, Lots it of is. testimonials, formal, informal, surveys, award recognitions, all these good things. I think people feel very good about it. But on the financial side, we're struggling uh, for a lot of um, continuing dynamics that go on. Uh, the, I guess, uh, to me, the biggest thing is the payer mix, you know, who pays us? How do we get paid? So we got 75% of our uh, money revenue flow is from Medicare and Medi-Cal. Us old folks pay. That's right. Well, <laughs> you don't yeah. pay. We don't pay. I'm in that category. Government pays. Yeah, that's right. fine. So what Thank it is. Thank God for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, good for us. Not so good for uh, the providers. But, uh, you know, we don't get paid enough money to cover our costs. That's mm-hmm. the sad reality. And for many years, I've argued that we have to have uh, other sources of income, like self-pay, meaning people, for whatever, whatever reasons, come here, and we're not getting there. They're not in the their payer, mm-hmm. where the reimbursement to us uh, is not from the government or from private insurance companies, commercial, mm-hmm. but from people who... Uh, have procedures done that they pay for. Mm-hmm. And that's well, that only accounts for 1% of our revenue stream. So that's what I've been looking at, saying we've got to do something about that. And we have well, is there any federal money that you... you no, there, there isn't. Well, actually, there is a federal program right. uh, that's called an intergovernment transfer. Mm-hmm. So if we put up a million dollars, we get $2 million back. Mm-hmm. So that means we get a million for free right. just because... Bo- for applying for it. So that's the one that's operative. But there really isn't any other grants and such. I mean, you know, we've looked into that many times. And also uh, various grantors, uh, including, uh, say, on the federal level, or if you have some kind of a pilot pro- uh, program, uh, they feel since you're a government entity, you're a community hospital, why should you get any money from a foundation? You know, you, you've got the taxing ability. So an answer to your question. But it's it's not a for-profit. It's a not-for-profit. It is a not. Well, tech, uh, that is technically it is yeah. for people who donate money to us. Right. But it's a government entity is what we are actually constituted as a government Ex- entity. Ex- explain what that means. It's a government entity. Well, it's um, chartered by the state of California. Right. There is legislation that... Um, uh, that formed us. We were the very first district hospital in the state hmm. way back in uh, 1947. I think there were about 70-plus districts that were chartered. And now there's only about seven, uh, 50 that are still operating, and just about half of those have hospitals. The others don't. They maybe got rid of their hospital, leased it off to someone or what have you. So uh, we are a government entity chartered by the state. We have elected board members, mm-hmm. you know, myself and the other four. Mm-hmm. And we have taxing ability. Uh, the um, the voters, the constituents, mm-hmm. the public in our area, as they have done happily, can vote to tax themselves. Mm-hmm. We're a jurisdiction. Right. Chartered by the state, officials elected by the public, mm-hmm. and we are a taxing entity with discrete boundaries. As I often say, we're just like a school district, which people are familiar with, right. except we have a hospital. Right. So that's, that's what we are. Now, the, 
we have a, and being one of them, a large body of seniors. There's about forty or fifty thousand in this valley of seniors. Uh, no, that's the valley. There's ten thousand. There's ten thousand. Yeah, there's probably depending on whether you cut it off at sixty-five or fifty-five, you get different. But probably at least twenty-five percent of the population you mentioned, about forty thousand, yeah. uh, are over fifty-five, and it's higher in the city. Yep. Yeah, we're a senior city. <laughs> we are. We're actually we are the oldest. Um, a city in the county. <laughs> Not that we're all well, 80 years old. Careful now. Careful. <laughs> I'm getting right. close to that. <laughs> right. And I rather like it. So, so um, uh, and that's something which, um, you know, we've got a built-in market, so to speak, but it's an unprofitable market is the problem. Not profitable to do. Well, how, how does it, I mean, when you say profitable, it, is there separate monies that come out of the families themselves or other payments sources? No, there it's it's all um, reimbursement by Medicare. I mean, we probably got, um, I think, about 60% mm-hmm. is Medicare uh, revenue stream, and that's it. And we got about another 15% that is Medi-Cal. I mean, from the time I went on the board, the total of Medicare, Medi-Cal – was um, in the low 60s. Mm-hmm. We're now up to 75%. So it's gradually crept up over over 10 years. And uh, what you get from those programs, um, the costs associated with rendering those services, procedures, lab work, mm-hmm. is not sufficient. Uh, the, the revenues we're paid, our reimbursements, are not sufficient to cover our costs. So we lose money. Well, without the hospital, the people that had, would have to go down into Santa Rosa. Well, that is true. Well, up north Santa Rosa or down to Marin or San Francisco. Yeah. But I think uh, the voters, all the voters, not all the voters, but enough of them, a so majority of those voters have um, four times passed a parcel tax mm-hmm. on ourselves mm-hmm. so that um, an amount of money uh, offsets the reimbursements to barely make us profitable and also to build the, um, uh, well, to handle the earthquake mandates, Mm -hmm. safety that was required, Mm -hmm. along with wanting to enhance the uh, emergency room, Mm -hmm. surgical suites, and all of the equipment there, too. People passed a general obligation bond of $35 That was another vote that was taken twice uh, successful the second time. And then, of course, there's the philanthropy, and that's a mm. wonderful story. We raised um, over $11 million about five years ago, four to five years ago. Good Lord. Uh, $11 million. Uh, and that, along with the general obligation bond, <coughs> the GO bond, mm-hmm. uh, gave us about $45 million, $46 million, uh, to reach and achieve the earthquake mandates by the state Mm -hmm. and to put up new facilities, the wing that we have. So that all worked well, but those are all capital expenditures Mm -hmm. and uh, paid for by the sources I mentioned. Now, we've got another capital campaign underway, 
which has a goal of over $20 million, mm-hmm. probably 21, 22. And sometimes, you know, in these programs, if things are going well, you could add some more, you know, uh, things that you'd like or you'd want. So the final goal isn't right there. We've already raised $15.4 million, mm-hmm. most of it from very wealthy people here in the Valley, some big chunks of money that have been uh, promised in written letters, uh, promised to pay over the next three to four years, a lot of it in the next two years. Mm -hmm. We've already collected $4.4 million. This is a real success story. We've had an outstanding um, hospital foundation, which many communities have, uh, good staff, a lean staff, uh, very active CEO who goes around putting the pinch on people in a nice way, telling the story. So uh, all of this is pointing towards the development of the Outpatient Diagnostic Center. So as you can imagine, that's where there'll be MRIs done, CT scans, uh, some lab work, uh, diagnostics, and that's a qu- quite a big project. So, well, uh, look, the hospital is a, is a vital point, vital center for us, right. and I've been there a number of times. In sure. fact, uh, I had to go over there to find out why I was throwing up. <laughs> they said, "Well, there's this thing floating around, and people are getting sick, and this is the way you have to do. It. You just have to." last with it sure as, as strange as that thought that was very comforting he said you'll get over it it's going to take a little while but you'll get over it and that reassurance is a big deal it is and i think people recognize that and um, you know again the voters as i was trying to answer your question yeah. and i made it very long-winded I'm that's sorry. all right but what i was saying was uh, the community here not just the seniors uh recognizes Good. the convenience well, what, what, a what local, I was, local hospital. What I wanted to follow it into is to have you schedule as a regular here, and bring in members of uh, of the people who work there. Right, a, a good physician. You referred someone to us, and I'm so sorry. I have to get back to her too. Uh, last two months ago, or a month ago. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'll get back to her though. Um, I can't remember oh, her yes. name. Oh yes. Oh, that was. Um, Jane Hirsch. Yes. yes. And yeah. um, I'll definitely get I, I prompted her to check in with you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was she just here a, with? No, no, it was someone else. Okay, um, we, need to have, we need to have a regular set aside. It would be your regular time. All right, sure. On a Thursday with you and a member of. Could of, bring someone with me? Yeah. Yes. You know, it, not a patient, but a doctor. Oh, sure. Somebody else that works there that can talk about what goes on in that hospital. Right. Uh, and if you know patients, I say, sure, I'd be happy to talk about how good it was when I was here. And yeah. I, I mean, uh, you took care of my wife and her, her time of when she had, she had uh, pancreatic cancer, which she passed away uh, a few months ago. But this hospital did everything it possibly could. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, we get wonderful success. So, well, I'd hate to call them success stories. They are successes. Sure but, they are. Uh, but um, testimonials in various ways. And, of course, I'll tell you something that's very heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Every January we have 
the um, uh, service awards, and uh, that's, uh, that's a big deal. done in January. And it awards, uh, first of all, there are two categories. Uh, one is um, longevity. Mm-hmm. People are there five years, ten years, on and, on it goes, different categories of folks. And it's very nice to hear the comments that are made by their supervisors, okay? But that's a longevity thing. It's important to have that. It establishes the culture of the hospital. But the other part of it also is various categories of performance, how people have performed, so we give awards for that. And it's great to see the recognition. I mean, they get a free lunch, they get a plant, but the most important part is the words. Is the words by the supervisors right. to the assembled group, mm-hmm. and uh, so I always I've been going to that since I've been on the board. Uh-huh. It's a very inspirational event. Well, the importance of, of, of letting us know in the community—that's we have the number one show, and I don't mind saying that <laughs> number one show in politics. In politics, <laughs> oh, okay. That's right. Yes, it's the only one right. in politics. So that covers everything. And this is very much political when you're talking about getting money, doing things, what the community needs. Oh, uh, sure. Health is, is at the top. All of us need it. You can't ignore the fact that we need good doctors, that we need a good hospital, we need one that's ready to take care of things. Uh, and I love it when I go over there. Well, it, it is. It's, um, and everyone has that spirit. Uh, both the um, clinical staff, as well as administration, and the board. Uh, everyone is very dedicated to this. It's a great bond with the community. So, uh, and I was interesting. I just came back from speaking at a healthcare conference in uh, the Russian Federation. Really? Uh, uh, in Sochi, which is, you know, on the Black Sea. Right. Famous five years ago for the uh, Olympics. Yep. And there was a conference there. And uh, there was, it's actually the Russian Investment Conference, which is done twice a year. Well, they put in front of it a day of a healthcare conference, which I spoke at. Very, very impressive. And uh, now, how, that's a big deal. I mean, you, you were selected and invited to speak. Yes, I was the only American speaker. Wow. And now, was, that's a big deal. Yeah, I, I was very honored to be there. I would think so. Um, and, but I, the reason I bring it up is because I would say that many, many government officials were there. This was sponsored by the Ministry of Health of Russia. Mm-hmm. And um, people from all levels of the government, ministries, mm-hmm. uh, different health organizations, uh, even some uh, non-government organizations, a lot of specialists. Mm-hmm. We had 16 different topics. Mm-hmm. And uh, somehow I ended up in the topic that was called quality of life for the older generation. <laughs> <laughs> Amen and thank you, Jesus. That's so very big. But there was a lot of different things. But I wanted to say that, um, you know, we kind of uh, think ill of Russia and its president, but the people there are highly professional. They're science-oriented. They're dedicated. They're dedicated to public health. They're dedicated to improving the metrics of public health in the country, and including extending um, lifespan. They want to push the... uh, current lifespan, which is around the mid-60s or so, out to um, 78 
by 2024 and to 80 by 2030. And uh, Russia has had um, demographic issues, low birth rate, Mm -hmm. uh, high mortality in certain cohorts, Mm -hmm. and it's uh, very uh, serious for them. They've got a flatlining population, if not declining. There are about 144 uh, million people there. So, uh, and that translates, which we didn't cover in the conference, to workforce. You need workers for a lot of reasons, and uh, that's the top. That's another topic, I'm sure. But anyway, I, I wanted to say that I was very, very impressed by the scope of this conference and the people who were there the great professionalism, and it was all, you know, uh, things that we talk and think about here in the United States. Well, you know, we, we, we looked on, on Russia uh, as just communist, anti-anything anti, uh, else, and they have changed completely. You know, the markets, they invest, uh, and my experience in traveling it a lot, I never got to Russia, but in other places, is that they they like being Russian. You're absolutely and right. And they're not communist. The government may be, but the average guy on the street is going to work, feeding his family, trying to get some things done, working where he has to work, building his own home or whatever, wherever they do, and. Uh, you know, they have gone after things since we got after the out of the war of, of having to have get ready to blow things up. I mean, uh, I think of the, the governor there, or the person who's in charge of everything. He's playing the game. He wants his country to be number it's number twelve internationally in in wealth, but he wants to bring Russia back to a level of being equal with other countries. And, you know, they've been around a long time. Right. They have. You're quite right. That's very insightful on your part. Uh, I was writing a few words um, recently, and I ended up my commentary by saying, Russia is another universe. Yes, it an is. An alternate universe. Yes. And we're not going to make them into anything like the United States. They should no. They, they, we don't want. We shouldn't. When well, we tried to do that in the 1990s. Oh Lord, yes. And uh, for a lot of so funny, we were just talking about this about two hours ago. Is that right? Uh, wow. Before we came into the studio. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, uh, and there's a lot that can be said about uh, that topic, but uh, they have a great sense of um, their own destiny, not to conquer the world, but that Russia is a special place. You know, so often uh, in this country. The word is, the term is used, American exceptionalism. You know, and we That's are... That's braggadocious. It's too much. We are obsessed with this. Uh, we think we are, not only do we think we're the best in the world on everything you can think of, but we want to convert everybody to that, Well, to our way of our approach. Well, in, in, internally, the government has, not the government, but somebody, some in politics believe that unless you believe we're the best, you're just not really an American. You're, you're, Ameri- you're un-American. Un-American. Okay, I'm one of them. Uh, there's some things that we don't do well, and it's okay. We, you know, If we did everything well, it would be boring. The only way you know whether you don't do well is that you keep trying to get it better. You're driven to improve it. 
We need that continually. We can't just stand away and say, look, it's, everything's perfectly perfect. No, it's not. Yeah. Well, I think that there's a great amount of um, entrepreneurism oh, my and Lord, inventiveness, yes. um, and the first being more business-oriented, but inventiveness and innovation in every walk of our lives. Yes. I think, and that's great, and I think it's there. It's part of the spirit, but we shouldn't feel that everybody else has to have what we has to have our approaches. That's no. the, that's it's, it's and our relations with other countries can be poisoned, you know, by that kind of an attitude. Yes. And we go back to maybe it was the fifties or sixties. Maybe we can remember that. Oh, I remember that was. Uh, remember the term the ugly American. Yes. And people don't want to don't want to meet the ugly American. Well, they so, were. You know, <laughs> <laughs> we traveled in. In Europe, and this guy was complaining about, well, they, they just don't have it like we had. We had I, it was some up in the, somewhere at one of the smaller states in the Europe. And, well, they just really don't have it. I thought, you know, I, I got up and walked away, and, and we moved our st- seat because I couldn't stand this guy. And you could tell he was from here because he's so loudmouth. <laughs> and... <laughs> Somehow they believe that if they talk real loud, everybody will respect them. No, they don't. I mean, they they don't. They they don't want to be told how wonderful the United States is. If right. They they want to be asked about where they live. That's right. Exactly. What's yeah. it like here? What have you been doing here? Tell me about you and your family. They want that. Yeah. I mean, in Vietnam, we met wonderful people. I spent some time with a with a general, and we talked about the war. And I, he said, look, we were at war. You know, we're not at war anymore. Mm. So we're getting along. He said, that's just, that happens all the time. It was very, very, we were talking about <clears throat> the ugliness of, of what, and I've said this too much to repeat it, but I'm going to anyway, that the French just tried to dominate it by controlling it and being in charge and not letting him do anything. Americans came along. They won the war. We, we agreed that we're doing good. You know, it's we just need to be more open to the difference between ourselves and the. I mean, in this country, we're different. There are ten different types. That's right. right, and becoming more so. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, our time is up. Unfortunately, it's true. Thank you very much. Well, hey, it's been fun to be back, and uh, Bill, I've we'll got another gig. Month. Okay, <laughs> next month. Next month. That's exactly right. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. Yes. And uh, you could like us on Facebook, and we have a podcast on SoundCloud, and you can find us on iTunes and Google Play. Just look up uh, This Week in Politics with Dr. Ron Willis. That's the international, because we're seen in Korea, Oh yeah, we're Netherlands. Downloaded. Yeah, people <laughs> listen to us. Oh, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. is a new one. <laughs> yeah, so, so anyway. We're, we're uh, the international. <laughs> this Week we'll in Politics. See, yeah, we'll Number see you next one. month. No. Week. <laughs>